0: What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Brie. And thank you so, so, so much for tuning in to your hashtag girl. Um, I honestly cannot express how grateful I am to you guys. And I'm not about to cry. Um, (laughs) But yesterday, my Instagram hit um, a landmark number that. Um, My team and I, we set. we were like, this is a goal. We need to hit it. And we did. And it's really not us. It's really you guys who, you know, come in, you show up week in and week out um, to receive, you know, whatever God has given me to share with you. And I appreciate that because um, you don't have to. And so I'm grateful, but so we're going to hold back those tears. Yes, we are. Um, Anyway, let's go back to my normal greeting. Thank you so much for tuning in to Girl Stop Podcast. I am your host, Breanne. If you don't know me, um, I am Breanne. I'm the CEO of Girl Stop, where we talk about all things girl, all things Jesus and everything in between. If you would please follow us on this Instagram I was talking about, underscore, underscore, girl stop. G-I-R-L-S-T-O-P underscore. That's underscore, underscore, girl stop. Follow us on Facebook at um, G-I-R-L-L-S-T-O-P and on Twitter at G-I-R-L-S-T-O-P underscore underscore. Um, You can also search us on YouTube grl space stop you'll find us. just look up girl stop real quick and just let's get connected guys like i want to know who you are on this end of things all i can see is numbers and demographics and stats until you give me names faces and information so i love you guys if you're returning i so appreciate you if this is your first time well you'll get to know me and you'll also get to enjoy this so every week we talk about you know we have a focus topic and this week we're focusing on image and identity um day before yesterday Today, I gave you the God definition of image and identity, how you should see yourself um, or how do you see yourself? Rather, how do you want to see yourself and then aligning that with the way that God sees you today? I really want to give you the Jen definition, the Brie definition, um, because I feel like the more I talk about, you know, the way I walk through this text and walk through this part of life, it'll be easier for you to see yourself. And so um, when thinking about my image and my identity, um, the first thing I have to assess is name, right? Like, <laughs> so my my first name is Jennifer. My middle name is Brienne. On all of my social sites and everything, I go by the name Brienne. A lot of people ask me, "Well, like, why do you go by the name Brienne?" Well, Brienne means strong, and in in every single area of my life, I find myself having to be overwhelmingly strong having to exude and operate in a whole lot of strength uh, for a number of reasons and so I really personally don't identify with the name Jennifer the reason why I also don't identify with the name Jennifer is because by definition it means white wave and like a white wave is like a crest in the ocean and even though that sounds like real like cool like it doesn't help me really give definition to my life so First off guys, if you do not know what your name means, please Google it. Please Google your first, middle, and last name because every time somebody calls your name, they are speaking that thing over you. So every time somebody, you know, hey Brianne, hey Brie, they're speaking strength to me. They're speaking, they're calling out strength out of me. They're calling strength from me. They're calling me strong. Sometimes I need to be strong for me. So again, if you don't know what your name means, I think that is so vital in starting with image and identity. Before I ever knew who I was, before I ever um, was walking in purpose, even living for God I remember sitting down with my family just being curious and I, and I researched what everybody's name means and it helped me understand people a whole lot more for for instance my mother's name her name is Anita Renee and um her name means strong grace So it made a whole lot of sense to me why, you know, she can, she continually forgives and gives people chances and, you know, it's, it's soft and, and I wasn't, you know, but every time we call her name, well, of course I call her mom, but every time we call her name, that's what we're calling. That's what we're speaking. That's what we're declaring over that person. So, you know, I'm, I hear you, um, person, I have a friend, she, we had this conversation together and she was like, I have a ghetto name. Like my mom made up my name and I said, Oh, well you're in the best position ever because you get to sign your name definition. If your name is unique, you get to give it definition. And so I would suggest you get with Holy Spirit and ask him what he means, you know, for your name to mean, because guess what? He designed you. He created you. You know, he has purpose and definition for your life. So it's not like we're out here willy nilly aiming at and wondering and hoping that all of these things these factors in life just line up like no like you can be intentional and ask God like God answers questions um sometimes I don't think we are listening to or like the answer that he gives sometimes and sometimes I don't I'm not really sure that we recognize his voice but God does answer questions and sometimes God answers questions where your faith is at this is what I mean I have a friend um which she said she, will, she needs God to confirm his word with signs, which is actually biblical because the Bible says that, you know, you confirm the word with signs miracles and wonders. So I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if that's how she connects with God and that's also where her faith is at. So she is looking for a sign from God that gives her peace and comfort. Okay, cool. So God is going to speak through a sign to her because that's what she's looking for. And that's what that's where her faith is. So sometimes I think we relegate God's voice to an audible um, to so like audible hearing and, and actually it can be that, but I think it can be an, a host of things. I think it could be, you know, signs, it could be confirmation from another person. It could be a trusted voice. I know one season of my life, I wasn't trying to hear God. That didn't mean God wasn't speaking. I just wasn't trying to hear him, but he would speak through and confirm things Um, through people that I did trust and people that I was listening to in that season. And I found that God normally always keeps a quote unquote bug in our ear. He always is, is, is seeking us and reaching for us. And, you know, that's a part of our identity, um, as sinners to as, as we are lost, but you know, when we're found and we're saved by grace through faith, we're his, we're sons of God, you know, so there's a whole different conversation and a whole different love language and a whole different connection that's, that needs to be built. Um, so we have to take our part in that. And so that's like the long route to basically saying figure out what the definition of your name means. People like it's so important. OK, um, so talking about the, the Brie definition. So the reason why I you sometimes hear me struggling saying or referring to myself rather as Jen or Brie or Because every demographic of my life, so guys, I've lived in four, four different cities and, um, that's like four or five different regions of the South, Southeast ish. Okay. So (laughs) when I grew up growing up, I was never referred to as Jennifer. I was always referred to as Jenny. If I was called Jennifer, which is my first name, that means I was in trouble. So I have like a, like a negative affinity with Jennifer. Like when people call me Jennifer, I feel like I'm in trouble or I feel like, there's like some bad news or some correction coming behind it, and normally when people have to correct me or there you know some bad news that's a very formal name, like Jennifer does come out so um unless it's like you know um a like a resume or you know a formal documentation as far as like school and my degree, say Jennifer. But I, I don't actually go by the name Jennifer. Um, like I said, growing up people in my hometown because they heard my family calling me Jenny. They call me Jenny and variations of Jenny, Jenny Mae, Jenny Poo, um, all of these things. OK, so then I moved away for college. Um, and when I moved away from college that I had a roommate who had the same initials as mine and Close to the same syllables as mine, and so when they would refer to us, and some people even say we look alike, uh, I think she's really pretty, so I guess it's a compliment. Um, so I got the nickname in college, JT. It was very confusing for me to have the identity JT because that's what I referred to my little brother as back home. So I would always say I'm not the real JT. My little brother is the real JT because he was the youngest of us JT's, being that you know all of my family we are JT. We had the JT initial. So, in college, um, I got the nickname Jen and JT. So, people who I hooped with, who I played ball with, those were all my JT people. They referred to me as JT and Jen. And because of that, the people around campus began to call me Jen and JT. So, if they like work in the athletic department, it was either Jen or JT. So, then I began to associate my image and my identity with Jen and JT. Now, as I mentioned, those were that was an athletic foundation, like because I was a Hooper, because I was a college athlete, because I was on SAC, which SAC is a student athletic advisory committee, which works on making, you know, principles and governance for the athletes better. Like I was president of that club. So again, the Jen and JT, those were labels that I associated with those things. I'm going somewhere, I promise, because you, when you think about how people have labeled you, again, these are, these are labels that I received. That's not, you know, That that's not has anything to do with what God said about my life, anything to to what I just accepted it, which, again, is why I want you to really dig into not only what your actual name means, but think about the names that people assign you. Now, those are some nice nicknames, right? Those are some clean nicknames. Those are nicknames that are associated with um, my actual names. But let's go a step further. Do you have that homegirl that calls you a B word? Do you have that that homeboy that calls you an N word? Do you have, um, you know, friends that call you uh, the three letter word? Like, you know, that's really not three letter word. It's actually a five letter word. But it's, it's just, you know, a whore. Like, do you have, you know, the slang? Do you have friends that refer to you as these things? Because if so, those are toxic images and identities that are being spoken over you. Like those are not things that you need to allow people or even allow yourself to declare about yourself. You may think that it's all fun. It's all games. It's all laughs. But the truth of the matter is that you are subconsciously feeding that to your spirit and you are. Birthing that identity. So if you don't think you're a B word, if you don't think you're an N word, if you don't think you're a whore, then you should not allow people to, whether jokingly or not jokingly, call you such names. The Bible talks about how. Um, I believe it's in Proverbs. It's the Scripture says that um, he who who says, "Oh, I was only joking. I was only kidding," deceives himself. You are literally deceiving yourself, taking light to such a heavy matter. The Bible also says that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. That the tongue is a powerful weapon. It is like a sword. The Bible calls it like a flame that can't be quenched. Like it is the smallest of our members, but my God is the most forceful. So you cannot afford to allow people to speak such things over your life or into your life I don't care if they're joking I don't care if you consider them friend and I would honestly you know if you consider them friend and that's the way y'all talk to each other I don't consider that a friend that is an enemy in waiting and you really need to pay attention to such things hashtag okay hashtag great all right so again that was the second region of my life then I moved um to the city that I'm in now and it just kind of broke all over the place because instead of being in a, a name for like a region or an area that I'm in it broke down to different areas of my life so my church family they they particularly call me Jennifer um it's Jennifer or Jen with them um, my athletic family I came here um I was a college player I finished my college career here um I was a college coach and actually got to commentate a little bit which that was a whole lot of fun um and so Every one of them knows me as JT. Like, if you go to the athletic department right now and you say, hey, um, I heard that Jennifer worked here, they're going to say, who? Uh, Breanne, she, what? We don't know a Breanne. They will literally tell you that. But then you say, no, you know, Breanne, JT. It'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking from the athletic director all the way down to the team that I work with. And I think it's really phenomenal how that culture has just identified me as that. And there's another guy that works in the athletic department. His name is also JT. And so we kind of get associated together because that's our names. Um, but they don't, know any, they don't know me as any other name. They have no other uh, identity associated with me. And I think it's pretty cool. So um, saying that to say that, again, that athletic trend, I guess, from North Alabama really followed me down to where I am now. Um, so in the communication department, I am strictly known as Jennifer. I think that that's where I got my master's degree from. And um, I believe that that is associated with a lack of relationship. The people in that department, um, we they're great people. But I think during that time, I was more focused on coaching and playing and coaching and all these other things that I had going on in my life. So I never really cultivated close enough relationships to get to that nickname level with them. So um, it's interesting. And now because of Girl Stop and I have this brand dynamic, I, people have started walking up to me in town and in different areas of my life calling me Brienne because that's who I call myself. So that that's the next question that I want you to have. You know, I just, I just told you guys, you know, that throughout my life, I've had five to six main nicknames, Jenny, Jennifer, or Jennifer, Jenny, JT, the variations, all the variations of, of Jennifer, Jen, and Gingy. And I didn't even tell you about that one. That's normally guys who <laughs> like me, they pick up on Jinjin. gin. I don't know where that came from but I noticed it was a trend so you know do your thing whatever <laughs> and then um so then you have Jinjin, Jin, and then now you have Brie and Brienne and all the variations of Brienne so saying all that to say I told you that for the most part I refer to myself as Brienne and Jen Brienne means strong and Jen is you know a derivative of Jennifer or Jenny whichever one you want what do you call yourself what do you identify yourself as what image do you have associated with yourself in the podcast before last um i mentioned that there is this really dignified um, Jennifer that I want to be and I, I can paint the picture for you I mean y'all she she has her hair laid at all times her nails are never lacking um, her desk is always organized you know um, <laughs> her affairs are always in order she never misses a beat there's never a stain on her clothes I mean she's quiet she's poised she's powerful she's dignified um, she is worthy you know what I'm saying of the finest of the best she exudes excellence and everything so you know this woman she just excites me like yes like I want to be her like she she has the answer. She's full of wisdom. You know, she's completely poised. Her money's right. You know, everyone who encounters her absolutely loves her. She's full of grace toward people. She's a powerful, like secret weapon for the kingdom. Like she speaks and things happen like she is like the boss of all boss babes. Okay, that is who I see myself as who I want to see myself as like that's not who I am right now that's who I want to see myself as right so who do you see yourself as and like who do you want to see yourself as because I just gave you all these names and I just gave you so that's what other people call me and let me just throw this disclaimer in here if they call me anything else that's not respectable or not um nice (laughs) I don't know that they call me that so it has no power or any effect on me and those words have already been condemned anyway um but going back to my point. That's what I call myself and that's who I want to see myself as, you know, so starting with a declaration of someone being strong and then going to that whole list of adjectives that I gave you and this idea and this image associating those things. I just want to know. Do you call yourself? Do you refer to yourself? Do you see yourself as the person you are now, you know, in your rightful respect and then the person that you want to see? Because if you do not, like, it's really hard for you, or for anybody, rather, to work against themselves. Like, you can't call yourself this, oh, I'm shy, I'm ugly, I'm introverted, I'm quiet, I don't want to do that, I'm afraid. You can't declare all these things about yourself and then, in your heart of hearts, really wanting to be Michelle Obama or Jennifer Lopez, like... (laughs) If you if you have all of these fears that you are claiming and associating with your identity, you can't then desire to be this amazing, fearless, bold, courageous, outstanding person, because those are two separate identities and they cannot coexist. Um, Fear and faith cannot really coexist. And you can check out my other podcasts. Um, where I kind of go into how I believe about, you know, the theologians that say fear drives faith and you can't have faith without fear, blah, blah, blah. OK, the bottom line is the Bible told us not to be afraid. It told us to have faith so they cannot coexist in totality is what I'm saying. You, you cannot have, you know, quiet and, and, and loud, they cannot coexist. You know, those are two completely different extremes. So what I, what I guess what I'm talking about is more of like identity alignment and toxic identities. You cannot continue in toxic identities. You cannot stay where you are and expect to be where you want to go. It is not going to happen. There is nothing. I read a quote, um, actually, um, a girl I work with in the Ignite youth group, her name is Kimberly. And she said that nothing is born out of comfort zones. And it's so true. Like there, there is no, that woman I described, that amazing woman that I see, like I can't remain who I am and be her. Like I can't just be who I am and not expect to change and not expect to grow and think that at some point I'm just going to automatically become her. I don't believe that the emergence of this woman up out of me is going to come by me just existing. Like I have to be intentional about my efforts and cultivating those characteristics and those uh that type of identity and aura about myself. So that is why I I really need you to know your starting point. Like you I need you to know where where are you? Like get you a piece of paper and just start writing out names like who am I? Like, what do I think about myself? And if you struggle to do that, like, if you struggle to sit down with that piece of paper, or if you struggle to look in the mirror and and name some things that are positive about yourself, then then we have a bigger issue. We are now talking about self esteem, self worth, self love. We are now talking about issues of the heart, issues of the soul. Why don't you see yourself as something amazing, something powerful, something awesome, something praiseworthy? Why don't you think that you're something beautiful, something that is worthy to be loved and is lovable? And and it's, you know, those that that is where we have to start with identity. You have to start at the root of the matter. My dad is very country. <laughs> He's proud of it. So I'm not putting him down. Um, but he talks about how when they used to um, get the pig guts, um, they used to have to kill the hog and clean it and all this other stuff. And he says, you have to start from the rooty to the tootie, basically saying that you start from the back and you go all the way to the front so that you don't waste a part of the pig. <laughs> Saying all that to say that with identity and image, you have to go from the rooty to the tooty. meaning you have to start at the back end. You have to start in in your own mind, in, in your own quiet spaces, in your own heart, at the depths and the roots of your heart. Who told you that you was never going to be anything like who told you that you're not um, lovable and amazing and awesome? Like who? Where are where are those things resting in your heart? Like why the Bible says that you are supposed to rise up and shine because your light has come and the shining greatness of the Lord has risen upon you. Like the Bible says that you are the crown of splendor in the Lord's eyes. Like so where do you get these identities from and how have they been cultivated? Did you measure your identity and the image associated with your identity by the amount of likes or non-likes that you didn't get on your Instagram post? Did you measure this by your TikTok post that maybe some people didn't like or somebody checked you about it or laughed at you about it? Did you, did you get this from the amount of, Times that you tried to start something and it didn't go as well as you thought or you didn't get as much support as you thought. So you quit and now you feel like a failure and now you don't want to pick that thing up and you're low key shame because you try to put yourself out there and nothing came of it. Like, where did this come from? You know, there's a lot of things that I'm sure you want to do with your life. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of great things that you want to be. And I completely believe in you. Maybe you needed to hear that. I completely wholeheartedly believe in you. I believe that you're going to do amazing things for the kingdom of God. I believe he's going to get his absolute and complete glory out of your life. I believe that, you know, your purpose and life is going to be fulfilled and that you're going to do it. I really believe that. Um, But it doesn't matter if I believe it and you don't. It doesn't matter that I believe I'm believing you, that I'm cheering for you, that I'm I'm praying for you, that I'm encouraging you, that I'm strengthening you and that I'm motivating you. But you don't see it for yourself because you don't see yourself as the person that you should see yourself as to do the thing that you need to do. Anything and everything that you want to be and do in life really starts with your identity. Like, for instance, I you guys know I'm in doctoral school. Well, it's basically impossible for me to be in doctoral school, pursuing a doctorate and (laughs) not see myself as a doctor like that makes no sense. So you complete the efforts of filling out the application, going through the interview, um, screening the background, um, passing all these different levels to get into taking the test, you know, doing all these different things, getting the degree beforehand to get into doctoral school to achieve the lifestone, I guess, of being a doctor so that you can practice as a PhD. I'm not getting an MD, which is a medical doctor. I'm getting a PhD, which is a philosophy of doctorate. To do those things and then not see yourself as a doctor. So if I walk in the door not seeing myself at the end or not seeing myself as finishing or completing this, then I'm fighting against myself the whole time. So the first time I run up against some opposition or a challenge, I'm like, oh, dang, well, I ain't supposed to be a doctor. No way. Like, oh, man. like, no. Like, why would I do that? I have to keep the vision, the big thing in mind, the big identity in mind, the big image in mind, the correct image in mind, the correct identity in mind. So that when I see obstacles and challenges and hardships and, and all this other stuff along the way, I'm not really moved by it. You know, I think about, you know, um, And basketball, you know, when I used to hoop, like, first of all, I love the game. I miss the game, okay? Oh, my God. Not going to cry there either. But because I love and miss the game so, so, so much, like, I think about those times when I would be gliding down the floor and the clock was running down and the score gap was getting away from me, you know, away from my team's side of the favor. And I'm thinking, we got to do this. We got to pull through. We got to stop them from scoring. And we got to put the ball in the basket. We got to get some possessions back. We got to change the momentum of this game. All the time, what I'm subconsciously saying is, I see myself as a winner, and I got to do everything in my power, and everything in my job, and everything in my role and position to secure this win. A lot of times, we work against ourselves in thinking that (laughs) we can playfully doubt, playfully speak negative over, playfully downplay the big win and still think we're going to win. Why would you fight against yourself like that? You already have so many other battles and so many other natural hardships and oppositions against you. Like be on your own team, like be on your own squad Be for you. I'm not saying you got to be arrogant. I'm not saying you got to be, you know, boastful about it, but you got to be on your own team. You got to believe in you when does, when no one else does wants to, or sees why they should. That's why I think I'm so grateful. Oh, I'm not about to cry. That's why I'm so grateful um, for you guys that support um, the mission and the vision of Girl Stop. I have not unveiled the fullness of the mission and vision of Girl Stop. So to have supporters who are just down for the ride, who are walking with me as I as I create and carry out this vision, like it warms my heart like no other. And I appreciate you guys because I believe in me. And even though I haven't given you all of the reason why you should believe in this vision and why you should buy into this God mission, but you still do. And you gain from it. I am grateful. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, when you set out to do something to impact the lives of others, you, you know, you do all of this work, you prepare all these things, you know, and um, you want that end goal. That end goal is not so that, you know, your name is great or your organization thrives, but people so that people are impacted and people, you know, reap the benefits of what you created for people. And it's just amazing to see the growth and the changes. I've never been in a position like this where um, it's been something that I put my name on going back to image and identity. It's never been in this place where I personally have um, walked as a leader in an organization and put these things together to watch those things unfold. I've always been, you know, a role player. I've always been a team player. I've always been an assistant or, you know, um, came alongside someone in their vision and helped as much as I could. So to see it, from the leading position is a very different view and a very different perspective. But I see myself as a leader. I don't know if you see yourself as a leader. Maybe you see yourself as a bomb assistant. Maybe you see yourself as a bomb. Um, My pastor likes to use the analogy of like Batman and Robin saying, you know, Batman's like the leader and Robin's like the leading leader. Like he leads in his own role, even though his role is to assist Batman. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a Robin. As a matter of fact, I had to change my view because when he first taught that I was like, okay, totally a Robin. <laughs> but God was like, girl, stop. <laughs> he really was like, no, you're a Batman. And I was like, well, God, I don't want to be Batman. Like Batman suit is too tight. Um, Batman, I can't see his whole face. And, you know, I like to wear makeup. Robin's really cute in the movie. And Robin has a great color scheme. He has a Christmas vibe going on. His like, I just, I gave all of these excuses uh, as to why I was not Batman. And God was like, is that who I created you to be? So guess what I did? I had to align my identity with God's identity. Um, (laughs) there are other parts of my identity and my image that I think, um, We could talk about, but I think going into that name aspect, going into that identity, like not only the names, but what labels have you associated with or assigned to yourself or allowed other people to assign to you that aren't actually you. For instance, I had a youth pastor that uh, years, 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 years ago, used to always be like, you're so bold. You're so bold. And I used to just flat out disagree with her. I was like, I am not bold. But (laughs) you know how much boldness it takes to just openly disagree with somebody at the age of 13. <laughs> like. And so I wasn't reckon, I didn't recognize what she saw in me at that point. Um, I do now. I do very much now. Um, but you know, that wasn't a label that I pushed away. Then it, Probably should have been one I was bringing closer. So, you know, um, have that conversation with Holy Spirit, get with yourself and just write out some labels, write out some identity factors, write out some things that, you know, maybe you're not sure about. Get you like a not sure column like I'm not sure if I am blank. If I am bold, if I am courageous, if I am called to do hair because I I like it. You know, you got to have that conversation with yourself. And again, as I always encourage, please, please, please invite Holy Spirit into the conversation. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will counsel you. He will tell you what it is that you need, who you are, who you're created to be, how he created you and what he wants from you out of what he created you. And I think that's what we all need. Like we all need that purpose, that why am I here factor? Okay. So, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today. I hope that you will think more about your personal images and identities and the visual factors you have associated with those identities. Um, If I need to do a part two, because I really feel like I should, you let me know, guys. Send me a voice message, a DM, email. Follow me on all of our our, our social accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube and get connected. Let me know who you are, what you want to hear about. And um, you will hear from me very soon. I love you guys again. I'm so, so, so appreciated of you and um what you do for me and how you allow me to serve you again guys until next time peace love and hair grease